everyone. Welcome to the NBA Agents Podcast. Are you curious about NBA student life in the US? Do you worry about how to navigate your NBA life? If so, you're at the right place. NBA Agents is here to empower you to overcome different challenges by sharing tips and recommendations from many other Asian NBA students. We want you to be prepared for the crazy NBA world. Are you ready? Let's get it. Hey guys, welcome back to MB Asians. I am Jacob. And I am Jay. So today we wanted to talk about homeless. So as you may know, in 2020, there are roughly 550,000 American homeless. And that's a very shocking number. And you're wondering why? So I think there's a couple reasons behind it. One of the reasons is around like the overall economic situation is really tough. And the other reason, which is more cultural reason. Um, so as you may know, like a lot of Americans who, when they grow up um, after graduate from high school, they tend to move out from their parents' house. So even though when they were facing sort of like difficulties uh, or financial issues that they wouldn't go back to live with their parents again. So they tend to, you know, just try to figure the way out by themselves. And sometimes they end up with living on the street. So, but today we wanted to talk more about how would you do when you facing those homeless people and when they're asking for the money? Because that's a very different experience from where I come from, which is Taiwan. So maybe we can... Um, ask Jade, like, what's your experience of, you know, facing those homeless people between Korea and the U.S.? Sure. Happy to share my experience. By the way, thank you for sharing some information about homeless people in the United States. So, as you mentioned, like, my experience about homeless people between United States and Korea is totally different. So, in Korea, many homeless people... They are really, I'm not sure this is right word, but they are inactive and they are quiet and they are just staying in some place. But in the United States, some homeless people really actively asking for money or food and sometimes they are reaching out to me, which scared me sometimes. So today, actually, it happens again. So when I get back to my home today, after drinking some beers with my friends, a one a homeless people reached out to me and he said something like, Hey gentlemen, could you give me some money? But I was listening my music through my app uh, my Bluetooth earphone and I couldn't that's why I couldn't hear well. So I just ignored him. But sometimes sometimes I felt whether this is right attitude to them or not. So that's one of my agony. <laughs> it happens <laughs> sometimes. What about you, Jacob? Yeah, I agree. I mean, I mean, it is depends on like everybody's, um, I guess depends on everybody's, how they think about the homeless people. So to me, um, so we are very close friends, me and Jay. So Jay probably know when, when, when we were working on the street, if some kind of homeless approach to me, ask for some money, I will always to reply um, politely and 
by telling them that I don't have cash on me. So that's because I don't have cash on me <laughs> at all. Amazing. I mean, once, once I, you know, once I moved to the American, I never bring the cash with me. I just use the credit card or those, um, you know, Apple Pays or Google Pays. Um, but I guess I was still trying to react or respond to the person, even though I couldn't be helpful at the moment. But I know um, what Jay said. It's like sometimes people will just ignore the person. And I guess there's so many other, so many reasons. One can be safety. So if you feel, you know, uncomfortable or you feel at the moment you don't feel um, safe, people will tend to just walk away, um, you know, very fast. So I don't, I don't see there's any right or wrong in terms of how you react to the people. It's all about like, how do you feel more comfortable um, at the moment? But I guess I can share with you very, well, scare, I wouldn't say scary, but it's, it's a bit kind of scary experience that I have. So I, was live, at, I live in the apartment. So in the building, there's one night around, I guess around 10 p.m. So I was walking back from the school. Um, I get into my building and I saw the guys are in the building. And I didn't thought that much. I just think about like, oh, he could be the one of the residents um, in the building. So I just kind of nod at him and just, you know, um, showing like the politeness, being friendly. And then I went to the elevator and the guy just followed me into the elevator, which I didn't, at the moment, I didn't see any um, problem because I thought, like I said, he's, he's, he's probably one of the residents. So um, I was pushed, the, you know, I live in 12 floors, so I pushed the 12 floors. So he did not. He just wait um, in the elevator as well. So, you know, I just kind of justify everything. I thought like, oh, okay, the person probably live in the 12th floor as well. So, Am I listening horror movie? I think <laughs> this is the exactly same way the horror movie starts. No, I mean, so once the, the elevator got in the 12th floor and I went out, the person also went out with me and I was walking to my, like, my apartment. And then somehow I feel like I was live, um, I, I feel like somebody's following me. And then, um, yes, there was the person who um, was with me in the elevator. And because I know the fact that we're like the, uh, my apartment is like only the, in the end of the hallway. So there's nobody lived um, next to me. So I know something's diff- like something's wrong because there shouldn't be anybody following me <laughs> when I was going to my apartment. <laughs> so I can tell you, like at the moment, I was really, really scared. I thought like, oh my God, what would happen? Um, if the, the the person did something bad to me, um, so I I turn around, I face to the person, and then I ask him like, "What are you doing? Why are you following me?" And the person he did not say anything back to me, and he pointed at me, and then he pointed at my apartment, and then he did this um um gesture uh, like. Um, you know, you put your both of hands on the side of your chin. Um, you know, it's like I, like sleep. Like I want to go to sleep. Oh, like like he wants like you to allow him sleep in your room. Yes. Oh, that was that I was very. I don't know what to do, but I was just um, trying to so how- not make any you know any bad movement or. Um, 
decision. So I, I asked him politely by saying that, sorry, man, I can't help you. Um, you you're, not, <laughs> you're not allowed to go into my, my room. So please just go back to um, downstairs. Robbie? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And luckily, luckily, he, he, he just turned around and he, he went back to the lobby. Didn't he say anything? Did he speak? Like, no, can he, he speak English or like? I don't know. He, he did not say anything at all. Oh. And he looks like a like normal guy to me. Okay, so that's why I, I, I left my guard down. I didn't think anything. So, oh, oh yeah. one thing that I figure out about some homeless people in the United States is like most of the homeless people in Korea, like their cloth is really dirty mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. like their cloth is looks like old. But yeah. some of the homeless people in the United States, they look really nice. Sometimes it's really nice. What I mean nice is they are wearing really something good cloth and they look so like not wealthy people but yeah. just like us like yeah. some ordinary people it is like, like that's clean clean clothes right like yeah, very yeah, clean it's really you, clean yeah i know um so it's really hard to tell but anyway um i guess so i guess that's um that's one lesson i learned um i i try to be more careful about a strangers um it is not to be not to be too nice, but still, I I still trying to you know act. I know, nice I know. I them. saw him a lot, and every time when he meet some homeless people or even stranger, he's really good at making conversation with, "Hey, hey guys, how are you?" So, which is not my style. So, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, and then and then I think the last point I wanted to make is that um, I've been to like different cities in the United States, so it doesn't matter where you. You know, in New York, in LA, in Las Vegas, or even in college town like Ann Arbor, you will definitely meet the um, kind of like homeless people on the street. So, without a doubt, um, it is from what I experienced, people will definitely approach to you, ask for money. And I guess my advice to you is just do whatever you feel the the most comfortable to you. Um, that's That's my advice. You can either, you know, respond politely or you can. Even though sometimes you have to just walk away, um, just you know, just in terms of the safety, that I think it's fine. Yeah, thank you for today's lesson. So, what about having a coffee break? Yeah, let's have a quick coffee break, and we'll be back with the interview. Today, we have a special topic and guest. As many of you may know, the pandemic has changed the world a lot in 2020. People started to wear masks every day and cancel their meetings with their friends, family, and even wedding ceremonies. MBA is no exception. Most business schools are doing virtual classes. Recruiters don't come to campus anymore. Many social events have been canceled or reduced. In other words, the class of 2022 MBA students' experience would be entirely different from other classes. So, we invited Jun Takashi, first-year MBA student from Ross University of Michigan, to talk about what challenges they have and how they've been going through this unprecedented time. 
Hey, Jim. Hello. How are you doing? Hi. How's it going, Jacob? Good. Hey. Yeah. Thank you so much for being on our show. I know it's kind of late, so now it's like 10 p.m. Michigan time. Yeah, I'm sleepy. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, yeah um, I guess before we start,、uh, hmm. let's talk about you.、Uh, let's learn more about you. So could you briefly talk about like where you're from and what did you do before MBA? Yeah, sure.、Uh, I come from Japan, and before coming to Ross, I worked for a Japanese manufacturing company and、uh, worked on a rotational program for the automotive business unit of this company, and、uh, had experiences in finance, marketing, and strategy role. So that's my background. So,、um, why why do you come to MBA and Maybe you can talk about why Ross specifically. Uh, yeah. Uh, my career goal is to start a new business in the automotive and mobility business field in my company as a corporate entrepreneur. But、uh, I realized that I need a leadership skill in a diverse team. So that's why I chose to come to the U.S. Business School. And、uh, the reason why I chose Ross is that、uh, Ross has、uh, many. Action-based learning opportunities like MAP and student-led investment fund, so which can help my, to enhance my leadership skill. So that's the reason I chose Ross. Quite interesting career path.、Yeah. So your company offered you like、uh, many diverse roles, like financing、mm-hmm. or other jobs. Is that right? Yeah, right. I, I experienced three roles for three each three years. Oh. Interesting. So, okay, let us start our main topic. So, as far as I know, Ross offered a different option for many of so all of the students this year because because of the pandemic situation. So, which means you can join next year, but you decided to come this year. Is there any rationale for this? Yeah,、um, actually, to be honest, I worried which which option I should choose. But、uh, I finally chose to come to the U.S. this year, and、uh, the reason is that、uh, I re- realized that、uh, my learning curve has uh, uh, kind of stopped, and、uh, this, my speed of career development has slowed down these two or three years. So I compared continue to working for my company one more year, or to pursue the MBA learning here. And、uh, I thought MBA helps. MBA is much more valuable for me to develop my career. So that's why I chose、uh, to come here. And the Ross also has、uh, a not hybrid class, not a fully online class. So, so I thought I can attend some in-person class and in-person social activities. So that's I thought that's not、uh, so so bad. That's the reason. Yeah, I think indeed Ross offer hybrid、um, classes, which is, could be helpful because you can get to choose whether you wanted to be in a school in the classroom or you want to do on virtual. So that's a really good ways for people to,、um, you know, wh- whenever they feel comfortable, whatever they feel comfortable、mm-hmm. to do it. So now, you know, it has been around a month. I want to ask you,、yeah. kind of like check on your 
mm-hmm. feeling? Like, how do you feel the virtual environment so far? And does that how you imagine when you, you know, when you were deciding? Yes, you're coming to us for mm-hmm. for this year's MBA program. Um, uh, from academic point of view, it's not so bad as I expected. But uh, from social point of view, it's really hard for me. It's freaking tough for me to catch up. And uh, yeah, and my first day of the orientation was a total mess. And <laughs> because uh, the orientation was then fully online, so but uh, uh, one hour before the orientation, the first session started, uh, I realized that uh, my internet connection doesn't work. Oh. So, so, so and I got panicked and I ran into the uh, engineering school campus near my apartment uh, because uh, I can get uh, uh, U University of Michigan Wi-Fi, free Wi-Fi. So I ran, I broke my PC and ran into the campus terrace and, and uh, I attended from the outside of this orientation. But uh, it's uh, outside, so I cannot get a plug, but uh, outright for charging. So okay. in at the, at noon on the in the dark breakout session, I suddenly disappeared from <laughs> other <laughs> classmates. So my first impression for other classmates was were attending the the international Asian students who attend from outside. And suddenly disappeared. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. I think that I mean everybody is still adjusting this virtual world, and not just us mm-hmm. as a student. I mean, we can talk about this later. But like in the yeah. classroom, like teachers are still, professors are also suffering from this new nuances from yeah. um, teaching in online. And actually, I was very impressed because um, you know even for us, we do we did the in person orientation is already very hard for us so i couldn't imagine like you're doing this in a virtual setting i i, I can't imagine like how hard it, can, it could be um for you so kudos to you for sure um the other question i have is so like you mentioned earlier mm-hmm. rust offered the hybrid options yeah. uh, hybrid um class so <laughs> did so did you choose the in-person class or mostly were virtual uh, I chose mostly in-person class. Okay. But, uh, so I attend uh, only a w- once a week in mm-hmm. in-person class because it's a maximum for me. Okay. And, oh, is there a maximum cl- maximum in-person class you choose? Uh, yeah. Uh, we have eight classes a week, and uh, the four classes are fully online class. Mm-hmm. And, Got it. Uh, and the rest of the class are hybrid, but as, and it's done on Tuesday and Thursday. But uh, it's uh, and uh, the classmates are split into two groups. Yeah. And uh, one group attends Tuesday, and the other group attends Thursday. So we we cannot attend both in person. Mm. I got it. So you mentioned like. In terms of academics, mm-hmm. it's better than your expectation. But mm-hmm. I know it's really hard to about socials. So what yeah. I mean is, 
Yeah, you can learn something from the Zoom meeting or Zoom class, mm-hmm. but making a friendship or meeting a new person yeah. via Zoom is mm-hmm. it's really difficult. I feel it because last year, mm-hmm. all of the class of 2021, guys, we do in-person classes and we just met person in person. That's the way we make a new friend. Mm-hmm. But for you guys, most of the times you have to meet new person in person. So yeah. I'm curious about how do you guys connect with your friends or your section mates? Mm-hmm. Um, aside from in person, attending in person class, we some classmates take an initiative to hold or uh, virtual happy hours or outdoor social activities at park or one on one coffee chat uh, mm-hmm. with uh, classmates randomly assigned. So we can uh, connect with other classmates by these activities. But uh, it's still hard for international students to connect with other American students, in my opinion. So you mean randomly assigned one-on-one session yeah. means like like some border of the section mates, they make a random session for everyone in the classroom? Uh, yeah, uh, uh, we have a form uh, to enter our curiosity, our interest. Okay. And and uh, the, the 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 host uh, assigned uh, uh, one pair to mm-hmm. from uh, attendees, and uh, the we the we the assign the assigned team assigned pair will uh, communicate with each other and uh, hold a one one coffee chat weekly to get to know each other. So you kind of touch upon a little bit like in terms of like socially, mm-hmm. like the challenges you're facing currently during the virtual setting. Let's uh, switch gear a little bit. Let's talk about the academic, which you talking, you said that is relatively like more acceptable or is more met your expectation. Is yeah. there any um, sort of challenges you're facing during the class? Because I think it's a bit of, it's it's a bit hard, especially for MBA classes. Um, you have to participate a lot. Um, but now I see in the setting, it's in the virtual setting. I was wondering, do you see that makes you feel even harder to be part- participate in the class or to engage with other students or professors? Um, the, from the uh, in the class, uh, the uh, professor. M- Break into break into uh, makes a breakout session in a Zoom meeting, mm-hmm. and so that we four, three or four members can discuss on the same topic. Mm-hmm. So and uh, it's really smooth. So I don't see, find it any difficulty to discuss in a small okay. group in the cross Zoom mm-hmm. cross meeting. That's that's really good because um, I, I feel like sometimes um, you're not in. Mm-hmm person you're in the virtual setting even though even though you know you're doing a breakout room mm-hmm. it's um a lot of my feelings like it's less engaged with each other uh, and yes some people and tend some to just students are, you know, <laughs> some students are distracted by, by checking sn social network or sounds yeah because you can easily just you know do whatever um, on your screen and 
Nobody knows. Yeah, to, to be honest, I myself get, <laughs> uh, often get distracted by checking Slack or GroupMe, and some students post some comments on Google, Google uh, GroupMe or Slack during the class, yeah. even during the class. <laughs> so, <laughs> right, so I, I think there's still some kind of um, barriers um, for, for most of students. And but I have a slight different different opinions about that because <laughs> last year Jacob and myself we took in person classes and whenever we have an in person class like there is a there is a session during the class there is a session we need to talk with our friends but sometimes it's for me it's a little bit hard because we are all of us in the one classroom and we have to talk each other. That means everyone speaks up. So sometimes it's a little bit noise, but these days we have a really technically oh, yeah. great breakout yeah. room yeah. and all of us have a we, just, yeah, yeah this gadget. We can hear clear sound. Yeah, I can yeah. hear really clear sound yeah. from what I, they said. So yeah. for me, this breakout room through the Zoom meeting is really great. Yeah, so, I agree. I totally yeah, agree. personally, I can meet... I can meet many other friends in my class right now these days, and which is really good because I can meet many friends in the classroom and the conversation quality compared with the last year, I feel it's going up. But yeah, I think it, it depends on people. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean... And, and I, I, mm-hmm. uh, and, Go ahead. Uh, I, I, I set my rule that uh, uh, during the class, during a Zoom class, I... Turned my smartphone off so that I don't get distracted, and uh, so and it, it works. And uh, I I don't want I avoid uh, checking the SNS or other websites during the class and focus on the Zoom class. So it's my rule. But uh, it's sometimes it's hard when I get bored. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I agree. I agree. That's um, I need to be more disciplined um, to myself that not to check in, uh, not to be distracted by other stuff around me in my room. So, so like I mentioned, like it's it's been a month um, since yeah. the school starts. So I'm wondering, would you feel any difference between you know the first day um, you start an MBA and now? Like, did you see yourself like overcome some of the challenges that you were mentioned? Um, if so, like, how did you do it? Could you kind of just talk a little bit more about, you know, how do you how do you um, overcome those challenges? For one example, like you just mentioned, to keep yourself more disciplined with um, turn off all the alarms on mm-hmm. your phone. That could be one thing. But is there any other thing you can share with us? Um, to be honest, I'm still suffering from <laughs> <laughs> oh <my God>. yeah. <laughs> this 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 uh, this strange environment yeah mm-hmm. and yeah and uh, uh, yeah and specifically this uh, from the so- socializing perspective mm-hmm. it's right. really hard for international students to connect with other classmates and I think there are two main reasons because the one reason that you mentioned as you mentioned that there are few there are less uh, socializing activities in person time. And the other reason is that uh, uh, the international students are the rate, the ratio of the international students are really small this year. Uh, I think usually Ross admit 
accepts thirty uh, percent or thirty percent international students, right? Right. But this year, uh, Ross released that eighty eighteen percent, only eighteen percent international students. Yeah. Are here. Oh, that's really small. Yeah, yeah. and uh, the worst thing is that eighty uh, most of them, most of the these eighteen percent of this international students are from China, Brazil, India, so they cannot get visa yet. So the international students who got here are only a few. So, mm. so and uh, in my opinion, uh, for international students uh, to build network in the MBA is that uh, the first we build network with uh, other international students, right? Which who attend uh, summer school or other common activities and expand the network to other students. But uh, most of them deferred and most of them has not allowed yet. So it's really hard to do this, to, to do this strategy. Yeah, I feel the same with you because mm-hmm. last year when I started my semester here, the friends, like most of my friends I got quickly, mm-hmm. like was international students. Jacob mm-hmm. is one of them because oh. we had the EBS class, mm-hmm. which is kind of English for business students. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's before the semester. So that's how we get along with each other well and easily, quickly. And when the semester starts, still I have some, I know maybe my section friends didn't know about my feeling, but mm-hmm. I have some concerns about my English and my mm-hmm. listening skills. So it was a little bit hard for me to reach out to them, to approach to them. So, so I intentionally a little bit approach to other international students mm-hmm. first. And then after I got some confidence about mm-hmm. my ability, mm-hmm. I started to talk with Americans mm-hmm. and that's the way it I did. But yeah. this year, because in-person meeting is almost impossible and everything goes with Zoom meeting, which is mm-hmm. virtual. So I totally agree with you. Like socializing is really difficult. Yeah. So in that case, is there any specific thing that was the business school like help you to overcome this situation? Is there any specific program or mm-hmm. what kind of effort do they, are they doing right now? Um, Ross takes a survey for MBA students about this, how do, do we feel about this MBA uh, running situations. And uh, they also, also offers a one-on-one coffee chat with other MBA one to help the helpers to connect with each other. I'm I actually are one of the MBA twos um, during this <laughs> this part. So Same here. Yeah, the, the, the purpose <laughs> is like to because we know like uh, you as MBA one this year com- coming um, to us this year, you don't have like the the events that we usually have like M track or you know more like in person social events. So I know like they intentionally to host this part for MBA2 can be connected with all the MBA ones in more closely, um, unlike last year, so that we can be as help as helpful as you want uh, or as we can to trying to helping you to be navigating in this 
new new world. Um, yeah. That that things I found at least for me, I think because I, I cannot speak from from you um, as MBA one, but from MBA two student, I would say like I I think everybody's trying their the best to helping all the newcomers to to get adjust to the new environment. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that really helps us. Um, I know, yeah. I know. Like many, many, like uh, stakeholders, like school or students, are doing their best to overcome this situation. But really tricky one is everyone's degree of how think of, how they think of this pandemic situation is really different. What I mean is. Frankly, I am comfortable to dine in in restaurant. That means, yeah, I can go with some of my friends and dine in the restaurant. But some of my friends really uncomfortable with like in restaurant environment. So they just want to outside restaurant, outside one. And also I can do some like in-person meetings with my friends but some of my friends still feel uncomfortable with in-person friends. So for me, it's, it's a little bit difficult to ask, hey, how's it going? I want to like catch up with you guys. And then my next question is really tricky. Like, do I have to say, so what about, what about having some catch-up meetings or what about having catch-up Zoom meeting? That's the problem I have recently, how I can reach out to my friends. So... As I mentioned, since everyone's degree or everyone's perception of this situation is different, that's one of the difficult parts, even though we are doing our best, but it's not easy to make a good decision for everyone. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. And uh, some students avoid uh, so social act uh, in-person activities. Mm -hmm. So, But uh, uh, I, I can tell, tell which type <laughs> these, these, these classmates are. So it's really difficult. Right. And then I think this is very unpredictable. Like you don't know how this situation is going to last. Maybe before the, um, the vaccine be actually developed, you have no idea. Um, we have to stick to this virtual setting, virtual world. But I think for both school and the students just need to be have more to have more like flexibility because you just have to navigate in this mess chaos. But um, what do you think would both school and, you know, and students as well to do differently um, to make your MBA periods more meaningful? Uh, for school, I... It, it would be more helpful if the Ross provides a recorded session, recorded mm -hmm. recording of the class, so that we can review. Uh, I don't know why, but uh, Ross does not allow it. But oh, uh, really? I heard that the sound business school, like Walton, provided the students about for their recording of the session. So, so I think first of all, I think they do record, but I guess they don't. <laughs> Just put it online openly. Yeah. Maybe you have yeah, to be, you have to ask, um, and then you have the right excuse or reasons to yeah. access that. Yeah, legitimate. If we have a legitimate, reasonable mm -hmm. 
reason, we, we can get it. Okay. But for that, just reviewing, I think it's not acceptable. Gotcha. What about and, student? Yeah, uh, yeah, as a student. Yeah. Yeah, for the students, uh, because we can save much time uh, because of the, this remote running environment, we can spend the, our time on other things. Otherwise, we couldn't do like uh, running new skills like programming or doing or work, working a part-time uh, internship remotely or spend much more time on their extracurricular activities. So we can spend more, much more time on other things we couldn't do. Do you have any thought in terms of socializing? For socializing, <laughs> um, I think it's still hard to... Um, yeah, because uh, even we have a long time to do a Zoom session with other classmates. I think it doesn't help to create a new relationship right. for new friends. <laughs> I think Zoom helps to maintain existing relationship like among, between old friends, but it's, it doesn't contribute to create new friends. I know it's so hard. One of my friends said to me, like, she recently has a lot of Zoom meeting with her new friends, but she felt, uh, yeah, she can work with new friends, but she didn't feel she become like close with them. I think that's the problem of the virtual meetings. It's not easy to make a meaningful friend. I'm not saying, like, it's not. It's one of the way to make a friend, but it's not a better way to make a friend compared with in-person meetings. So I think I think we have a lot of we we talked a lot of things about the bad things or negative things about this virtual world. So what about changing our gears into positive things? Is there any positive thing you can talk about about this virtual world? Um, the positive thing, I think in. For academic, there are many much more advantages than disadvantages because, uh, as I mentioned, we can spend much more time uh, on academic side because we don't need to go on campus, go to campus, so uh, we don't need to commute. So we can focus more on uh, reviewing, preparing for class, and review the class. And uh, I think it's for international students. It's easier to listen to other classmates' voice because we have these kind of gears and we can hear clear voice. So it's easier to hear the, their English. And the other thing is that uh, we can search the word which uh, we, we don't know during the class. So it's easier to help underst to, to understand the class material. And the uh, other thing, the because we have much more time, we can uh, arrange your group meeting more flexibly because the other classmates are also have much more time. So those are the uh, advantages of this this remote running. Yeah, one thing you mentioned about you can Google um, yeah. like if it's any 
word you don't understand. So that the thing I found is really helpful is that the subtitle on Zoom or on Google Hangout. So they use this AI generating the subtitle automatically. Oh, <laughs> I didn't know that. Uh, yeah. In so, the real time? Yeah, in the real time. <laughs> so it's, it's really I, helpful. I should have used that. I should, <laughs> I should use it. <laughs> oh, Zoom also has that function? So actually, Zoom does that as well. But the, the thing is, the host needs to activate that feature. Uh, so, so we cannot use... Not, not all the class, but some of my class. So I took class from different school, and they turned on that feature, which is really helpful. And for Google, just it's there. You can always use it while doing your mm -hmm. Google yeah. Hangout. Yeah, because we face uh, American culture specific words in the uh -huh. class. Yeah, yeah. So we can Google. <laughs> That's for sure. Um, I guess yeah. There's there's still pros that for virtual, um, like you mentioned, I get much more sleeping time. To be honest, because <laughs> 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 it saves a lot of time walking to the school. And especially, you know, it's approaching winter. It's getting much colder now. It's like nine, ten degrees Celsius, which is is you know become colder. It's really tough to walking to the school um, with snowing or whatever. But now, I think it's a one of the biggest advantages that I love the most about um a virtual. I know last year I have a lot of 8 a.m. classes and whenever I have that class, I ran to the school because I always late 5 to 10 minutes and I really <laughs> hate it because when I arrive at school, even though the outside is cold, since I ran to the school, I'm sweating a lot. But nowadays, I don't need to do that. I just, just turn on my computer and click several clicks and I can watch the kind of video. Yeah, I know this is a class, but I feel like this is a video, so it's really comfortable to me. Yeah. I, actually, I, uh, this morning I had an in-person class, but I, uh. I overslept, so <laughs> <laughs> I changed my attendance mode to online from here. <laughs> All right. Um... So our last question, which we always ask this to all our guests, and I know you only start your MBA, you know, just a month, but still, I think um, you still can share some of the takeaways. Like, is there anything that you wish you had known before starting the MBA? Yeah, I'm really ashamed to say this, but uh, it's still hard to catch up the casual conversation of American students. So I should have spent more time, much more time for English communication after I got accepted from Ross. No, I mean, I mean, I guess we all are. We, it's never going to be ready in terms of like English right. ability. Um, but I, I, I actually talking to a lot of prospective students about, you know, try to improve your English as much as possible because the way you wanted to get the most out of your MBA experience is that you have the, you know, have the ability to, to learn all the things, um, which English is part of like the very big part of, of the learning um, barriers to, to international students. So you get there. Um, you know, I, 
I've been lived here for a year, and I I can see the the progress the progress that I was improving, but still I'm still learning a lot every day. So just keep learning, and then eventually、yeah. I think you you you'll be there. Um, yeah. All right. Thank you so much, Jin, for sharing your experience today about the new online virtual world experience in your MBA life. Yeah. Thank you. Good to see you. Today's show with Jun Takahashi from Ross University of Michigan and Japan. Thank you so much for listening to this week's show. You can find us through all major podcast platforms, including Apple, Spotify, and Amazon Music. New episodes come out every Tuesday U.S. time. Subscribe to our podcast and follow us on NBA Jans on Instagram, Facebook, and please share it with your friends and family. Stay tuned and see you next week.